At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. If you haven't listened to these messages, I really encourage you to go back and listen to them. Really meditate on the truth behind spirit, soul, and body. The title of this series has been The Trinity of Man. And um, you, you're not, you're not going to understand everything that we've that we're attempting to talk and get out there. You're not going to understand that in one message. And, and, you know, even as I was studying for this series and preparing for it, um, there are things I saw that I've never seen before. And, and that's, the way, that's the way the Word is, that things evolve from the Word in a supernatural way that really make you and, and, and build you and mold you into what God wants you to be. But it's a never-ending molding and building and strengthening, and, and that's what the Word brings to the table. And so in this series, um, we've talked about a number of things. Last week, um, we talked about how we were made, and we looked at Genesis and how God made us in His image. He's spirit, and we were created spirits. We were created first and foremost spirit. Um, our soul and our bodies were created uh, in chapter 2. Um, so chapter 1, we were spirit. Chapter 2, we were soul and body. And uh, all three parts are important, but all three parts have to line up. And they have to operate the way God wants them to operate. He made them, He created them, and He wants you and I to operate spirit, soul, and body the way he thinks and the way that he operates. He's spirit. So first and foremost, he wants our spirit man built up so that we're thinking and operating like him so that our soul and our body line up with him instead of what we think is right. The problem with that is through the years, we have all from the moment you were conceived in your mother's womb, uh, you've retained information, ideas, and thoughts about things regarding life that um, need to change. And everybody sitting in here today, right now, everybody standing in here today, myself included, um, you've got some ideas that need to change. And that's part of the never-ending process that will not change uh, forever. But the thing about our process is there's a resistance in this life against our minds being renewed to think like God. And, and that resistance comes from the enemy, from Satan, from Lucifer, from the original archangel that was cast out of heaven and uh, now operates on the earth trying to deceive you because of his defeat at Calvary. Jesus whipped his hind in, amen, took him out, and caused him to be powerless and have no authority whatsoever. So he's operating in and under a strong spirit of deception trying to deceive you and I to think that he is more real and what you see and how you feel is more real than what God has promised. And he works overtime with that. And so today, um, I want to spend this time looking at 
number one, the authority that God has given us, and how that the renewing of our mind sets us up for God's plan in the earth. God intended you and I to live here in authority, but our minds have to be renewed so that we operate spirit, soul, and body. We don't operate in soul, body, and spirit like most people do. Most people operate from their soul, their unrenewed mind, that tells their body what to do, and that's why most people's bodies are so out of whack. And I'm not just talking about structurally. I'm talking about doing crazy things. I mean, is there a day that goes by that you don't hear of some nutso report of something that somebody did? And you think to yourself, what are they thinking? That's the problem. They're thinking. Hmm? The problem is that their soul, their unrenewed mind, is in control of what their body does. And as a result of that, you know what I, I, I began to realize? One of the things I speak over myself every day is that I have the mind of Christ. I think the thoughts of God. I'm getting sharper every day. How about you? You don't have to lose your mind. People talk about it all the time. People talk about it all the time. The older that they get, I mean, I, I hear people at, you know, late 30s, early 40s. Well, you know, getting up there in age, you know. I forgot about something, you know, I'm losing my mind. I, I, I hear that every day. I hear, I think every day, somebody making that comment that I'm losing my mind in some form or another. You don't have to lose your mind. But I'll tell you this. Where you're overworking your mind you're losing it because your mind wasn't intended to work that hard. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. Your mind was not intended to work as hard as most people work it. You know why? Because you're trying to help yourself by working real hard with your mind. You're created spiritually to allow the helper to help you. When you have the helper doing the thinking, and he's helping you in your life, you don't need to think that hard. That's why people lose their minds. And one of the, one of the greatest, one of the, the number one reasons that people lose their minds is because of fear and worry. We live in a society, man, they, we've... we've, we've Taken the bait, hook, line, and sinker. That that's just the way it is. You live your life to worry. If you're not worrying, you're not being responsible. If you're casting the care of things every day onto God and not taking the care of things, then you're not being responsible. You're not, you're not you know, being a, a good citizen that's going to worry and be afraid of at least some things. I hear people say all the time, a little fear is good. Not in the Word. The Word never says that. It's never said that 
It never says that, and it never will say that. So I'm telling you today, you don't have to be afraid, you don't have to worry, and you don't have to lose your mind. In Jesus' name. So, I'm just going to read a few verses that we've looked at and then look at two other passages today that I want to just end this series with. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 in the New Living Translation. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. May your whole spirit, soul, and body, that's the right order. That's the correct order. Spirit, soul, and body. I am a spirit. I have a soul, a mind, will, and emotions. I live in a body. You're here this morning because you're existing in that body. But that's not the real you. The real you is the spiritual part of you. Jesus said it this way in John 3, 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. You have to be born of the flesh first before you can be born of the Spirit. Everybody in here this morning was born of the flesh at one time. If you're born of the Spirit today, it's because you've chosen to be born of the Spirit. You've made the choice. Can you say amen to that? Romans 8, 5, and we looked at this last week. I want to read this again as we go into what we're going to talk about today. Romans 8, 8 and verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh, they set their minds on the things of the flesh. And I'll say it like this. Those who live their life, soul, body, and then spirit, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, spirit, soul, and body, the things of the the spirit, they set their mind on the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death or destruction. But to be spiritually minded brings what? What everybody's looking for, life and peace. So to develop your spirit, man, day by day, the only way that can happen is that you renew your mind with the Word of God. You you, you can't grow spiritually just by reading the Bible. You grow spiritually in a five-step process. Five steps. Number one, you hear the Word. What are you doing today? Hearing the Word. That's, That's where it all starts. Hearing the Word. You know know what I believe? I believe this. In 2020, in February of 2020 and then into March, when COVID hit, I believe the number one ploy of COVID was to break up the church. I mean, I guess somebody said that, but I thought that. I thought that from within. Number one purpose of COVID was not all the stuff that it appeared to be, but it was to break up the church. I saw a stat the other day that said 60% of the people that were attending church before COVID had not returned. 60% of the people 
that were attending church before COVID did not return. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not people that didn't attend, that, that they're not included. The ones that didn't attend church before COVID that are now, they're not included in that figure. That's just the figure of the people before. Ah, we can just watch it at home. And you can. And you can just listen to it whenever I feel like it. You can. You can. Thank God for the technology and all that kind of thing. But there's something about this process of believing in the people that bring the word to you and you know them, you, you believe in them, and you believe the word that is taught. There's something about that that we see all through the New Testament. That five-step process of developing spiritually is hearing the word, and I'll just say attending church. But you need to attend church where the church, its whole purpose is centered around the word. That's what we're about. Hearing the word. Number two, learning to confess the word. This is how you grow spiritually. You don't do anything with the word you hear you don't develop a daily routine of declaration and confessing the word. You're not receiving things and you're not overcoming. Proverbs 18 and I think it's 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat the fruit of it, either death or life. And the word death there is not ceasing to exist, death, but destruction or blessing or life. It's in the power of the tongue of what you say. And what you say needs to be what God says. And when what you say is not what God says, only way to change that is by changing what you say. Third thing is meditation of the Word. You hear the Word preached. You're confessing the Word. You're studying the Word. You're looking at it, but you're meditating on it. Over and over and over and over again, you're meditating on what it is that's coming out of your mouth. Spending time meditating on that and not all the other things that are out there. That's how you renew your mind. Fourth step is to learn how to pray the Word. Develop a prayer life where you're praying for other people, but you're first and foremost praying over yourself. You're no good in your prayers for other people when you're not praying over yourself. And the fifth is what God intended for you and I to live and operate in, and that's what we're, I'm looking at today in the next few minutes, is being a doer of the Word. The only way you can do the Word effectively the way Jesus did the Word is by faith in God. Jesus said, I didn't come here to planet Earth to do my will. I came here to do the will of the Father, and I only do those things I hear and I see from Him. So what we see and what we hear from him are what you and I, if, if, if the reason Jesus was successful is because he only did what Father said, then who in the heck are we to think we can do things in life that Father didn't say? That's where you wear yourself out mentally. That's where people lose their minds because they're spending more time developing their thinking and you weren't created to do that. You were created, you were created first and foremost to grow up spiritually. And when you grow up spiritually and you have the helper, and remember this, he knows everything about everything. 
He blows Google out of the water. He knows everything about everything. And his first name to you and I is Helper. That's his first name. He helps us. And the more you learn from him and gain from him, he empowers you and strengthens you so that your mind gets involved in what he says and how he thinks and not how we were taught before. You're taught anything that wasn't from God, it's got to go. Yeah, but you know, that's kind of tradition. <laughs> what does the Bible say? Traditions of men make the word of God of no effect. Traditions of men make the word of God of no effect. I don't know about you, but I've learned to drop kick some of those traditions. I want, I want to be done with traditions of the past that are not that are influencing me in a negative way and causing the Word of God to be of no effect. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. That's what everybody's looking for. Because the carnal mind, watch this, is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. It, it can't be. So then... Those who are of the flesh cannot please God. Because the Bible says the only way to please God is through faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. He said right here, those who are, are, who are in the flesh cannot please God. What's the flesh? The mind controlling the body. The unrenewed mind controlling the body cannot please God, doesn't have the ability to please God. Because you're not doing it according to his process. And the way, and everybody's in the same boat, everybody's dealing or has dealt with the same stuff and will deal with the same things. And the five-step process is how you get free of being ruled by the flesh. So I'm asking you this question today. And then I'm going to answer it with these, did I say two or three? Three passages. Can we control our mind and our emotions? Can we control our mind and can we control our emotions? 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, oh, so we walk in the flesh, right? Yeah, we walk in this body, we walk in a fleshly world, we deal with fleshly things, we deal with emotions. If, uh, if Randy comes up here and he said, Pastor, I, I need you to bend down real quick, can you put your hand down here? And he's got a hammer in his hand, and he said, and he said uh, now can you just look the other way? And he hits my finger with a hammer? Any emotions involved in that? Uh Yeah. Oh, no, no, you know, I'm living by faith. That, that, that didn't hurt. No, you're lying. Feeling is involved in it. Flesh is involved. Emotion is involved. Huh? 
somebody does something like that to you, you might want to retaliate. That hurt. But ultimately, we don't have to give in to it. We can overcome it. Didn't say we wouldn't have emotions. Didn't say that we didn't walk in the flesh. Yeah, you're walking in the flesh and living in a fleshly world. Yet, we do not war according to the flesh. Watch this. For the weapons of your and my warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. There's a lot said there, and you need to meditate on that passage of Scripture and what he's actually saying. He said, you live in the flesh, you have emotions, you deal with things like that, but that's not, what, that's not the way you war. But see, if you're in your mind and you're trying to figure things out, you're trying to war in your mind and you'll lose your mind. You weren't created to do that. I'm going to say that to you again. Did you hear what I said? You weren't created to be that smart. Mm -mm. Because I don't care how smart you get and how much knowledge of something you have and how hard you work at it, no matter, I mean, the sharpest guy on the planet, the sharpest person on the planet, and here's the Holy Spirit, and they're beyond the stage. They're still way down there. You weren't created to be that smart. But you know who will make you smart? But you know what you have to do? The Bible says... You humble yourself. To, hunt, to walk in humility is to go low. Watch this. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, the authority of God, God's way of thinking and doing. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Go low, and he will exalt you at the proper time. <laughs> so here's the picture. There's the smartest guy on the planet without God, okay? Here's the Holy Ghost, and if I'm learning from the Holy Ghost, watch this, here's me. And I have my mind. Because I haven't been spending too much time overworking my mind except with what God thinks. Well, Pastor, you mean we shouldn't go to college? I didn't say that. You mean we shouldn't get education and get degrees? I didn't say that. But make sure you've got a degree in Holy Ghost 101. I didn't say any of that. The Bible says knowledge is good, but knowledge without humility 
gets puffed up. Then you start thinking you're, you start thinking more highly of yourself than you should think, and that's trouble. Here he says, when we war in the spirit, when we deal with things in the spirit, we're able to pull down strongholds, cast down arguments, everything that exalts itself against above the, the, the things of God or any truth of God's word, we're able to bring that down. You know, you and I were not created to get on a talk show and blast people with the Word of God. It won't work. The anointing won't work. If you're on a talk show and they try to set you up and you have the anointing and you blast them out of the water, that was God. But you weren't, you weren't created to blast people out of the water with what you think you know. Then all of a sudden, you become, begin to think more highly of yourself than you should, thinking you're operating in the things of the Spirit, because that's not the nature of God. But the wisdom of God will confound the wisdom of the world. See, all I'm doing is telling you what the Word says. The wisdom of God operating in you because you're connected to the things of the Spirit will confound the wisdom of the world. Why would we want any other wisdom or understanding or knowledge or anything else? I don't. I'm spending more time today developing knowledge of things in my life than I ever have, than than all the years of schooling, of elementary school or junior high school or high school or college. All the years of of schooling that I spent, I'm spending more time now, led by the Spirit, developing how I think about things than I ever have before because He's leading me how to do it. And I mean, it's refreshing my mind. It's, It's refreshing my body. My body feels better today than I did when I was 40. Literally. It's refreshing me. That's what the Word of God does. It brings refreshment to your bones, to your mind, your thinking, true refreshment. And when we spend time casting down and pulling down strongholds, ideas and ways of thinking that go contrary to God and casting down every argument and every high thing and bringing every thought into captivity into God, then we become the people of authority that God intended for us to be. And I'm going to read that here in just a moment. But how do you bring every thought captive to the obedience of God? Every thought that is not of God, you cast down and you renew your mind with. Every idea that you have that comes to your mind that does not line up with God you cast those thoughts down by replacing the thoughts with what? With words that God says. Now, th- this is just a doctrinal thing, okay? And, and I think um, people, people struggle with this. A lot of people don't like to hear, the, hear this said, you know. I don't say it a lot, but I, but I say it to make a point, and, and it's the truth, and it has to be said. 
But so much of the time when people are attacked in their physical bodies with symptoms in their bodies, they're waiting for God to heal them. I said they're waiting for God to heal them. Well, Pastor, I mean, that that sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good. But it's not right. God has already healed us. If you're born again today, if you're saved, if you've been saved a second time spiritually, then you're saved from sin, you're saved from sickness, you're saved from destruction of every kind, or you're not saved from sin. It was a one-time package deal. It covered everything. I am not the sick hoping that God's going to heal me I am the healed through Christ Jesus, not, not, not because of what I did. I can have symptoms all over my body. I'm still healed. And you've got to get that. And you've got to change your vocabulary. And the only way to change it, how you say and what you speak over yourself, is to speak what the Word of God says. Isaiah 53, Isaiah prophesied the coming Messiah would heal us. He said, himself took our infirmities, and he carried our diseases, and by his stripes, we are healed. That was 4,000 years ago that that was said, over 4,000 years ago. By his stripes, we are healed. What does that mean? I am. I am. I'm healed. You will never hear me say I'm sick. You won't hear me denying having symptoms in my body. you got to get that right. You've got to work that out in your mind. And I'm not talking about trying to. I'm talking about changing the way you think by making declarations from God's Word that says you're healed. It's the way it works. It's what He said. So I'm going to only do things the way Jesus did it. I'm only going to do things the way his word says for me to do it. I'm healed. And we have to get that right, and that's how we bring those thoughts into captivity, in in essence, into captivity with what Christ did for me. That's what's lining all of that up. It's more important today that you renew your mind with the Word of God than it is you feeling the presence of God. Everybody wants a feeling. Everybody wants something spectacular, but so much of the time people are looking for the spectacular and they miss what the supernatural is, and the supernatural has to do with truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Can you say amen to that? So I want you to look at Matthew 16, and I want to start just start with verse 13 and read a few verses. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? He knew who he was. 
And notice, he wasn't the son of God. He was the son of man. In other words, our elder brother. The one that came to be the perfect example that you and I could follow after. So they said, some said that you're John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. Those people definitely didn't know who he was. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, and I believe they were all probably sitting around, and he probably jumped up. Didn't say he did, but that's kind of what I figure Peter would do. And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, and, and Jesus answered and he said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Because what Peter actually said is that you're the Christ. You're the Messiah. You're the one. You're it. We're not looking anywhere else. You are the one everybody's talked about for all of our lifetime. You're the one. And he said, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood, flesh and blood, flesh and blood. What do we say? What do we read about the flesh? Flesh can't know the will of God, can't operate in the will of God. Impossible. It can't do it. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I say to you that you're Peter, and on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church, right? That's connected to the rock of Revelation. That's connected to people that have engaged in the five-step process, and they will not quit no matter what. And in that five-step process, they're renewing their mind so that their spirit man is in charge, the soul, the mind, will, and emotions are servant to the spirit, doing what spirit says, and now the body goes and does whatever spirit says. See, because my human spirit and the Holy Spirit are one. So I am one with the helper. I'm, the one, I'm one with the one that knows everything about everything on planet earth, under the earth, in heaven, and everywhere. He knows everything about everything, and I'm one with him. I'll say it again. I'm one with him. He said, on this rock, I will build my church. Who's the church? Wave at me. Say, it's me, right? He said, on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. Listen to me. You can live your life where hell is not prevailing against you. Hell will come after you, but hell doesn't have to prevail against you. Why? Because I've grown spiritually. I'm growing. No, not you have grown spiritually. You are growing spiritually. You will always grow spiritually. First and foremost, I've got my degrees in Holy Ghost 101, 102, 103. I've got master's degrees in how to hear the voice of God, a master's degree, in how to be a doer of the Word of God, a master's degree, in understanding how to implement the promises of God in me and through me. And when you spend time there, all the other things will line up. 
I'll tell you this. If you're in school right now getting a degree in some area and you're developing what I'm talking about here, you'll shine in those classes because you'll have the Holy Ghost to give you things about what you're needing to answer that you would have never had otherwise. That's the way it works. That's how he operates. Everything, when we put him first, when he's first and foremost in everything that we do, then all the rest of it works out. The reason things don't work out in our lives, because he hadn't been first. Yours, mine, all of ours. So, okay, I didn't put him first in a certain area. I wasn't developing enough of him in a certain area but I'm making the changes. Right? What are we going to do? Fall down on the ground and cry and, well, you know, I can't start over. Start over. Just keep going. Just make the alterations now. Don't wait another 10 years. Make the changes now. And when I make the changes now, this is what he gives me. And I will give you, Bert... And I'll give each one of you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound, and whatever you loose will be loosed. Now watch. The Amplified says it like this. Can you put the Amplified up there? Is it close? Verse 19 in the Amplified. Watch this. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind, whatever... In other words, what you declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already bound in heaven, and whatever you loose, declare lawful on earth, must be what is already loosed in heaven. So we're not here playing a game of, I'm going to bind and loose whatever I think. No, no, no. It's because of your connection to the Holy Ghost, your connection to the Helper. So I'm binding and loosing what's already bound and loose in heaven. And man, watch this. When you do that, then all of heaven is backing up your binding and loosing. I mean, when I think of binding and loosing and trying to do things in my natural mind, that makes my head hurt. That makes my head hurt right now trying to think it through, trying to reason it out, trying to figure out how to overcome and deal with this thing. Man, let's take, a, let's take a nap. huh? That's where people lose their minds because your mind wasn't created to work that hard. Not when you have a helper. He's not a doer. He won't do it for you. Well, I'm just giving it to God. You know, you're not giving it to him. You're just throwing it over to the side. Don't want to take responsibility. He's not the doer. He's the helper. He'll help you do everything that you do. But what you'll end up doing is so much less than what you'd do if you were trying to do it. Because he's so stinking smart. And he lives in me. And that's why I am so stinking smart. <laughs> How about you? Right? No, I'm not saying that in pride. He makes me smart. There's times I'll be in situations where I'm thinking, how did I, I came out of that just shining, looking good. 
I don't even know how I did. <laughs> I don't even know how I did it. It's because of the wisdom that he brings to the table. The understanding that he brings to the table. And he gives us those keys. And when you have the key to something, you have the power and the authority to operate in anything and everything that you do. You've been given the keys, the authority, the power, the dominion. Whatever you bind is bound because it's already bound with God. Whatever you loose and you declare to be lawful and proper, it's because he's already said it's that way. And the more we develop that way of thinking, then you renew your mind. This is just after almost 64 years of being alive, 45 years of being born again, um, almost. I've realized that people for the most part, and, and when I'm saying it, I'm not looking at people. I'm looking at myself and where I was when I came into the kingdom of God. People, for the most part, do what they can get away with. Anybody get that? For the most part, people do what they can get away with. And you know what that means? That means they're not doing the truth. In other words, they're not being truthful. That was a big thing in my life that I had to overcome. One of the things that I had to, to overcome. And if you back off from the victory you gain in something, you back off from that, man, it'll come on you like ugly on an ape in a different way. But most people do what they can, what, what they can get away with. And what they do, what, what most people do, I'm just saying most people, because most people don't understand what we're talking about. I'm saying most people on planet Earth don't understand this. There's a lot of people that do, but most people don't. That means at least 51% don't. I'd say it's a whole lot higher. And you see it everywhere. And it's because of this. They do what they can get away with by blaming others instead of taking responsibility for themselves. And that's just the cold, hard truth. And that's what we need our minds renewed from. Did you hear what I said? And I'm going to end today with this passage of Scripture. Romans 12, verse 1 and 2, and I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation. <clears throat> I'm going to say what I just said to you again. People do what they feel like they can get away with. Most people do. 
And what's involved in that is blaming others instead of taking responsibility for yourself. That's hard. To have to admit that you screwed up, to have to admit that you made a mistake, that you didn't do what was right in a situation, that's tough. And I'll just tell you right now, you can't do that unless you are developing spiritually. No, no, no. no. Well, you can't, but I'll just tell you this. You won't. You will not do that if you're not developing spiritually. And the way we develop spiritually is really all summed up in what I said today, but in these two verses of Scripture, Romans 12, 1 and 2. And so, dear brothers and sisters, just perfect for the end of my message here. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all He has done for you. Let them be a living and a holy sacrifice, all, your, all, all the parts of your body, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world or of the flesh, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And I'll say it to you again, the only way to change what you think is to change what you say. No other way. You can't change your thoughts with thoughts. So everybody have a thought right now, just, just grab a thought right now of something. Now try to change it with a thought. You can't. No, you'll go right back to thinking that same thing. But where you can change it is by speaking something out of your mouth. If you're having a thought right now of fear about something that's not, that you're struggling with or you don't know how something's going to be taken care of or a situation that's going on or maybe something in your body or some, whatever, and there's a fear that's coming against your mind, you change that by every day saying things like, no, no. Yeah, I, I mean, the fear is there. I see it. But fear, I declare, you didn't come from God because God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And I can do all things through Christ, who is my strength. You have to begin to say things like that, and you can never quit saying those things. I just spent, if you've not taken our daily routine class on building a daily routine. Actually, and don't forget the last class is tomorrow night. Um, if you haven't spent any time in that or, or listened to it or, or, um, or heard us teach on that, um, I've been doing that for probably about 10 or 11 years. I'm, I don't remember exactly when it was at the moment, but, but when I started it, I've been, I, I'd always confessed the word since I'd been born again, but I started building a daily routine 10, 11, 12 years ago, somewhere in there. And what happened to me with it is I begin to add and, and add things to it and I just have all kinds of scriptures. And just here in the last week or so, two weeks, I've been revamping everything that I speak. And what God told me to do is he said, now I want you to shorten everything. I want you to shorten it to where what you confess every day are, are 
There are scriptures that are so real to you that they hit the bullseye every time. For many years, it was just repeating the same things over and over again. And I just started revamping all of it and listening to God about what he wants me to say every day. And, and, he'll, and I'll revamp it again in another year or whenever God tells me to. And I add to it and take away from it all the time as God leads me to do that. But you need to be speaking what God says is so. Can you say amen? Every day you need to be speaking those things. He said, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Hmm. That's when you'll know. You'll never worry your way into knowing the will of God. You'll never learn the will of God through fear. You'll never learn the will of God just through knowledge itself. You'll learn the will of God by renewing your mind, by changing the way you think, and the only way you can change the way you think is to change what you say and stay with it. That's what I had to give you for this time period. I just I wrote a couple of thoughts down as I end this message in this series. This would be good for you to be good for you to write it down. I'll actually have a couple of these comments. I'll have it on some little papers or whatever that you can you can pick up later. But if you write real fast, you can write this down. But it'd be good to say this over yourself every day. I will never be out of control in my mind and my feelings. Never. I will never be out of control in my mind and my feelings. And even though things bother us and they will bother you, Things will come at you. Grief will come to you. You live on planet Earth for a long time and there's somebody close to you that is passed on. When that happens, grief will come after you to get you to live in grief. And yet, yet, where is that grief? I've lost people very close to me. Two mothers, my birth mother and my stepmother. Both of them very close. I was close to them. And even later on, grief tried to set in as a result of them being gone. And you know where all that was? In my emotions. It was all in my emotions. I will never be out of control in my emotions. Grief will never have place in me. None. None. Thank God I'll see him again. Yeah, you're going to miss people. Yeah, there's emotion involved, and there's nothing wrong with the emotional part of it, but you can't let it set into something that Jesus paid for for you. He took your grief on himself. I don't have to grieve. I can get past the emotional part of not having somebody here, knowing I'm going to be with him for eternity. 
I can allow that to rule in my, my mind and my emotions, but I will not be out of control emotionally. But you have to get that from the Word of God. And at times when you think, well, you know, that sounds real insensitive or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it kind of does. But when, when you're in that situation where somebody has passed on or some situation has happened and grief tries to set in, if you're developing yourself spiritually, you'll realize you can overcome because of what the Word of God will do for you in that, in that moment and in that time. It's good news and it's assurance and it brings comfort to your soul. That's where you want to live. You don't want to live in constant grief and turmoil and upset all the time. You don't want to live in that place. That's where God wants you to be. Amen? Your emotions will be challenged. You'll be under pressure. But in the name of Jesus, I never have to give in to how I feel. Ever. How many can say amen to that? Let's just lift our hands to him this morning and let's just begin to thank him. We are free from all oppression. We're free from all grief. We're free from all sickness and disease. We're free from all torment. We're free from everything evil that the enemy would set in. We're free from fear for, Lord, you have not given us a spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound and a well-balanced mind. You have. Whoo! Glory to God. You've given it to us. Father, we bless you. We honor you. We acknowledge that you did this for us. And you've given us the keys in the earth to implement your truth, your authority in every situation. Nothing has been left out. Not anything. Nothing is left out. Just thank him right now. Just thank him now that you have everything that Jesus has paid for. Glory to God. We are free. We're liberated. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We will never allow our emotions, our mind to be out of control. Glory be to God in the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.